on 89.9 The Light, you're in conversation with Clayton. And my guest is the producer, one of the co-directors of a film called Mission Joy, Finding Happiness in Troubled Times. Peggy Callahan joins us uh, from the States. G'day, Peggy. Good day. I'm delighted to get to speak with you. We've been trying to do this for a while. We have indeed. It's been, uh, I mean, not everyone knows this, but we do. We've been trying to connect for actually many, many months. We've been so excited about this film and the work that you have been doing. So (laughs) it is wonderful to be here. It really is. Um, Let's give the, before we sort of start digging into different parts of this, the, the 30 second summary in your own words of what Mission Joy the film is about. Ooh. What a great question. Um, Mission Joy, the film, is really a film about uh, living with joy in life, even when life seems very tough. And while that could sound like, oh, no, that's something that I would really be interested in, you have to know it is one of the funniest films you will ever see because these two wise men the Dalai Lama and Archbishop Desmond Tutu will have you laughing and then crying and then just glad that you're alive and getting to hear their stories and how they live with joy. Uh, not least to mention that they also both have two of the most infectious laughs as well. So just, just sometimes being around people who laugh, <laughs> they've got them as well. That's absolutely true. And sometimes when we were shooting the film that the Dalai Lama's um, compound in Dharmasala, India, I would have to come out and say, okay, you guys, not, not, not the holy men, but not the mischievous brothers, as they call themselves, but um, other people who were there listening. I said, you have to be, you can't laugh so loud because we can hear you on tape and that's not good for the film. I, I'm really fascinated, Peggy, how you came up with the idea because there's so many things that have come off this film and we will talk about that a bit later I I do want to stick around the film for a little while first though this how did you even come up with this idea to say you know what let's let's make a film let's um we know there's this sort of connection between the Dalai Lama and Archbishop Desmond Tutu and and let's let's focus a film around this how did the the idea the genesis of that actually start Oh, that's a good question. I have a dear, dear friend named Doug Abrams, and uh, he's an author, a best-selling author, and he's really a giant in the in the book world. And he called me one day and asked, well, do you want to go with me to uh, India and and just, you know, film the Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu talking for five days about joy? Now, the answer was, duh, <laughs> of course I do, because he was doing the, he was going to create the Book of Joy, and he's done the Book of Hope with Jane Goodall, um, and the Book of Forgiveness with Archbishop Tutu, and of course I wanted to go do that, and we didn't know if it could be a film there. That, that happened later, and it had to happen later, because he was really interested in just getting this book done, and then I was able to get the film right. And Archbishop Tutu had been uh, in my grown-up job. Um, I fight uh, modern-day slavery. And Archbishop Tutu had been on our board for 20 years. So really, I'd want to do anything that that man ever wanted to do. I love that. Um, 
So this is how you find yourself here. You, you, you're shooting, you're understanding, and you're realising, okay, this may be something about that. Um, I, I wanted to start the questioning as well um, because this is a, a part of, I think, the the struggle many of us have with this idea of joy, that um, you know, the byline for the film is sort of finding happiness in troubled times, but there really is a difference between joy and happiness, isn't it? We, we have to be really careful when we're using our words and our language of what we're describing um, could you describe for us what, what you mean between happiness and joy and, and other different types of each of those? Oh, that's a really good question. So here's an interesting thing. When you're talking to scientists, and there's a lot of study um, scientists who study joy, and we've worked with many scientists who study joy on the film and in other projects, um, they often do not differentiate between joy and happiness. Um, I think, and one of the reasons we subtitled it with happiness is because so many people refer to joy as happiness, right? So we wanted to make sure people knew that this was for you, that there would be something there for you. Um, in general, um, the scientists would say that uh, joy is a general feeling of good, that you have the ability to cope with adversity and that you feel like you matter in the world. And then all of us, I think, have our own definition. Like mine is much more, it's, it's less swayed by the moment and is more deeply rooted. I don't know. What about you? What do you think about it? Yeah, look, it's a great question that one of my best friends talked to me about, I would say maybe 15, 20 years ago, and it stuck with me ever since. Um, and as somebody who has a, a Christian faith, and that's obviously pretty fundamental to who I am, um, my definition has often been that happiness <laughs> is the circumstantial parts of my life. So the, the moments when I have a, you know, eat, a, eat something nice and I go, oh, this is just a beautiful moment. This is happy and and so there are things that are sort of impacted by circumstance, but joy is something that is deeper within, so that even in the midst of something that might be troubling, even in the midst of a, a difficult time, um, from, from a faith perspective, I can have joy that I will get through, that, that there is purpose, um, or you know, through a difficult family situation, that I will, I will be able to know that there is something bigger than what this moment is. And so that's where I can still have hope, um, and it, I suppose that joy leads to that hope um, and the happiness sort of leads to hope, but it's more sort of just circumstantial and in the moment. So that's often how I'd describe and it. And it can feel fleeting. Yeah, yeah, right? exactly, exactly. And so for me, that was why I'm like, you know, that that had been my, my perspective of it. But yeah, like you said, different people have different ideas of what it is, which is why I was interested to find out what you thought it was. And I suppose the next question is also, what did you think as you spent time with both the Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu, what would you think they would describe joy as? Oh, I think they would, they would, um, for, they, they do say, or, you know, um, Arch passed away, but um, I think they see it as a deeper river running through us, right? <laughs> and, and, and based on it, it, nothing fleeting, but, the real important values in their lives, and um, and you know, Arch Arches was more obviously based on Christianity, and and his deep belief in kindness and generosity, and 
I think um, His Holiness would um, talk about the power of meditation and his also deep feeling, uh, feeling of connection and having purpose. But part of what the film highlights as well is the um, the the disturbing trouble, I suppose, that both men have gone through in their life. The 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 very deep mm-hmm. um, uh, hardship that they have experienced, both in their homelands, uh, mm-hmm. personal attacks, uh, and and having to care, I suppose, mm-hmm. for a group of people, and the hardship that goes with feeling the responsibility of that as well. As you've spent that time and you've heard those stories, do you, exactly. do you, yeah, do you, do you think that um, going through hardship, um, and obviously for these two gentlemen, but also for all of us perhaps, but if we can get through hardship that we somehow have more joy? Do, is there a correlation between hardship and then experiencing and understanding joy as we get through it? I think that most anyone who's been through deep hardship would say that, that... Um, you know, that you don't get through life without pain. You don't. It's what you're doing about that pain. And when you work through it and come out the other side, um, and you know that you can do this, that can't be taken away from you, right? You now know. And as I say about uh, His Holiness and Arch, you know, they've both been to hell and back, I don't know how many times now. Uh, His Holiness, you know, might call it something beside hell. Uh, but they came back and they, you know, they may have even had like condos there for a while. They went through really bad times, as you've alluded to. Um, can you imagine being Arch and growing up in apartheid? I mean, it was it was just devastating. And you know, he ended up becoming a minister because he was a teacher. And the um, apartheid government, the South African government, took away the right for him to teach anything that was beyond how black folks could be of service to white folks. So he was like, I'm out. I'm not going to do this anymore. And then he turned to the church. And ironically, the government could no longer really go after him anymore because he was a man of the cloth. Um, this is an unfair question, uh, Peggy. I'm sure because you know there's, you've probably got many, many favourite stories of uh, of each of them. But I, I'm wondering. Let's um, start with uh, perhaps the Dalai Lama and. and one story that, whether it's on the film or maybe it was beside the film, that didn't make the cut, that you go, are this just personified um, his perspective of joy? Is there a favourite story that you have that you could share with everyone? You know, he would often tell stories that would that would illuminate joy out of the darkness, right? And... And then he would have to do things that just made you laugh out loud and maybe even snort laugh. It was, he's so funny. Um, I think one of the things uh, that really touched me the most, um, seeing them in action together, actually, was when they shared each other's spiritual practices 
And it's less of a story and more of an action. So I can also go through my brain for an, uh, a story. But do you remember when they, they shared their practices in, in, in part to show that you can have very different core beliefs and still be the dearest of friends and supportive of one another. So you see the Dalai Lama talking about how he meditates and he meditates like five hours every day and um and he meditates on death and you can see Arjun's face go death wow okay and um and then the Dalai Lama says but you know it's supposed to make you feel okay like when you're passing away because I don't know if it's going to work so there was that sense of lightness that he was sharing but also his spiritual practices and what they mean to him and then Arch shared um, communion. And that could have been quite controversial. And, you know, the Dalai Lama's not supposed to drink wine, so he just stuck his, his finger in there and barely tasted some. And perhaps Arch isn't supposed to serve communion to people who aren't Christians. But he would say, you know, this is God's table. If he has a problem who, with whoever's coming to the table, he'll just have to take it up with them. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so in that case, it was a shared story of how they approach their beliefs and how they share their beliefs. My guest is Peggy Callahan. She is the producer and co-director of this film, Mission Joy, Finding Happiness in Troubled Times. As a, the Dalai Lama and uh, the late Archbishop Tez, Desmond Tutu are featured in this film as their friendship, their bond and uh, their differences, as well as their deep joy that's come from a lot of hardship, as we mentioned, uh, is there. We're going to be back with Peggy in a couple of moments' time. We wanted to talk about some of the actions that are coming out of it, because as people watch this film and engage in it, uh, they're choosing acts of joy in their own life. So we're going to talk about that and the hopes and the dreams that Peggy has for the lasting impact of this film. Next here on 89.9. The light. You're in conversation with Clayton and Peggy Callahan is my guest. She is the producer and co-director of Mission Joy, Finding Happiness in Troubled Times, this uh, wonderful film uh, featuring Archbishop Desmond Tutu and also the Dalai Lama, their friendship and what it means for them as they understand joy, uh, living through so much difficulty themselves and uh, I suppose even the weight of leadership um, and how do they find joy out of that um, we've talked a, a whole lot about any of those we might come back to a couple of other stories as we go as well Peggy but I, I did want to talk about the the impact that clearly you're trying to have beyond the film if you even head to uh, the website uh, missionjoy.org you can find a whole host of different places of people sharing their stories and also a, an idea I especially liked around big joy could you talk to us about what that is and and what you're trying to achieve out of that Oh, thank you so much for asking about this. This means so much to us because it meant so much to the mischievous brothers, the holy men. They wanted to get the word out that joy really is the clean fuel that, that or clean energy that fuels everything else we do in our lives. And they didn't say you can only do it through this film, they just said, let's get the word out that you have agency over joy, that our humanity is greater than our differences, that joy is an inside job, joy and pain are inseparable. Um, Our connection is really the holy grail of joy. Um, 
so we listened and we we studied it hard and we talked to some friends in in London and I was telling them what kind of outreach we were going to do. And when I mentioned it, he said, well, why don't you do a citizen science project? And I'm like, you mean when English people count birds and butterflies in the spring? <laughs> He's like, well, the Human Genome Project too, Peggy. And so I wrote to friends at universities here at uh, UCSF and Berkeley and Harvard and asked, could we do something online where people could try out these acts of joy that we know already from science brings them joy, but really get them to practice it and um, and test if how much it makes them feel better. So they came back the next day and they said, yes, we're all in. And so we created the Big Joy Project with them, and it's all free. It takes seven minutes a day for seven days online, and it's very simple. You, you practice some of these acts of joy, like an act of kindness, um, really simple things to do. And so far, we've had more than 65,000 people from 204 countries do these acts of kindness and, and acts of joy. And um, they've done 260,000 of them. And we have found out that just seven minutes a day for one week, for seven days, the average person is 25% happier. Mm. And that's just where we are in the study right now. We also found out that it helps people sleep better. And all of these are being written up now to, um, to be in um, scientific journals and stuff. But can you imagine we operationalized what the, what the holy men were saying in the film? The holy men say, were saying it was possible. And we're helping people learn that experientially to really try it for themselves. They get to do acts of laughter and awe and gratitude and kindness and self-compassion for themselves and capitalizing on positive events and changing your perspective. It's really wonderful. And I couldn't be more thrilled to be a part of it. It's incredible too, isn't it? To be able to take a moment and then bring it back to something that is um, for somebody who would consider themselves sort of ordinary, right? We, we look at people like uh, the Dalai Lama and Archbishop Tutu, and, and we sort of go, oh, well, they're sort of special and different. Um, and that's why they could do that. Mm -hmm. But I think this concept and this idea that actually it is something that um, we have a choice around. Now, you know, there's different moments we might need to work through and people we might need to have around us, but um, this is something that we can control. I remember a great quote of somebody who I think had been locked up in a, a, a terrible prison in a, in a separate country from their own and, um, you know, really for no purpose, no reason, they they were sitting in there and said, uh, the only thing I realised that they couldn't take away from me was my attitude. Uh, and I think this is sort of similar to that, isn't it? This oh. idea and this this part that they can actually take it everything is. from me. But the only thing is, how, how am I working on that inside part um, and, and stepping in those ways? Um, do you have some favourite stories of people who have actually been, because, I mean, there's a whole lot of stories shared of, hey, 
I've sort of been inspired to share joy in different ways of of from the film or from the work that's happened that you go, oh, how cool is that, that that's happening in this part of the world? Oh, my goodness. Um, yes. So um, there was a man who hadn't talked to his brother for 14 years. And he watched the film and he picked up the phone and he called them. Wow. And they are now reunited. So good. Isn't that lovely? Yeah. There have been people who've seen the film and gone out and just started taking actions inspired by the film. They've either done things like called and said, can we show it in this prison? Can we um, show it in this neighborhood who's gone through a really rough time? There's been shootings or there have been floods. You know, we we are truly, our world is really being stretched now, right? It's, there's really tough times out there and people have taken this film to share it. They've also taken big joy to their like companies, their churches, um, and done it all together, right? Um, well, separately, but together and shared it. And with big joy, you can also do it as a team. We can make a page that's just for your church, that it, that is, and you put your message on it, et cetera, that is just for the university or whatever, that you can invite um, your community in to create more joy in their lives, individually and collectively. Peggy, you've spent all this time working around joy. Uh, you, you mentioned a bit earlier on in our interview, I think you said you know, your, your grown-up job uh, away from this is actually... Uh, working to uh, release people from slavery, modern-day slavery, uh, around our world. Uh, I want to ask the question, how, how, do you, how do you compute this idea of joy and the choice that we have with, with the fact that there is so much modern-day slavery, arguably the most slavery in the world that has ever existed is right now today, um, and, and the horrendous acts right. that are actually yeah. happening from certain people to other people. How do you put those together and suppose live in those two worlds at the same time? I don't think we, uh, we have a choice. You know, we, we can't turn our back on those things that give us so much pain. And we can't deny ourselves joy and looking for joy because joy will fuel us to be able to do more of this kind of work in the world and will help people who are in desperate straits when they can access joy at the same time. And you know, Archbishop Tutu used to always say, when you're out in the world, you know, really looking at difficult subjects and really having a hard time, that you can't be all dour about it. You still have to act with joy because you need a lot of people to help you. And ain't nobody going to help you if it doesn't ever look like it's a good thing and a fun thing to do. I mean, that was from him. And so I, I keep that in mind that um, it seems like opposite threads in life, but really they dance together. And, and the people I have seen 
only people I've seen who are quite as joyful as Dalai Lama and Archbishop Tutu, I mean, when it's just joy inside out, it is there, um, are actually people coming to freedom. When that light shows up in their eyes that they have finally figured out that tomorrow is going to be better than their yesterday, that their children will grow up in freedom, a true, deep, and profound joy takes over. And it's as beautiful to see in them as it is to see in these other people that we all know is Archbishop Tutu and His Holiness the Dalai Lama. Peggy, uh, we just want to say thank you so much for embarking on this journey, on this film, on what it is, and um, and looking at these things, and indeed all of what you are doing with the work with um, helping people come from and out of slavery. What a, what a phenomenal work you are doing into this world to make it better. And so thank you for that, first of all, and thank you also for spending some time with us today as we talk about this film, Mission Joy. Thanks again. Thank you. Peggy Callahan, the producer and a co-director of Mission Joy, Finding Happiness in Troubled Times. If you want to find out more about that Big Joy project where you can, and it's completely free, uh, missionjoy.org, missionjoy.org here on 89.9 The Light.